0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, where we explore Christmas in alphabetical order. Each time we're looking at topics relating to Christmas, starting with a letter of the alphabet. We're releasing an episode every two weeks, so 26 episodes will take us all through a whole year. Uh, I'm Wayne. I'm your host on this podcast. I'm a church pastor and a broadcaster and I have a passion for all things Christmas, both spiritual and secular, old and new, local and worldwide. And we're going to finish each podcast with a song, perhaps a carol or another Christmas song, all starting with the letter of the day. Please do subscribe so you get every episode of this podcast. If you haven't heard our first episode, our letter A episode, then you could go back and listen to that, where we looked at A is for Advent and Angels and the Argos catalogue, and two similar sounding but different Christmas carols. But today we're moving on to the letter B. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. B is for Bethlehem we're going to start where Christmas started, with B is for Bethlehem. Bethlehem is the town where Jesus was born, and the birth of Jesus is the event that Christmas celebrates. For many people, the carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, is probably what we think of first when we hear its name. At the time of Jesus, Bethlehem was little. Maybe you'd call it a village in British terms. It was remembered as the birthplace of King David, a thousand years before Jesus. The tomb of Rachel was there. She was an important woman in the Old Testament. And the story of Ruth in the Bible is also based in Bethlehem. The prophet Micah says it's the place that the promised Messiah would be born, and uh, faithful believers at that time knew that that was what the destiny of Bethlehem was to be. Or Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem, we're told, to register as part of a Roman census, because Joseph was a descendant of King David of Bethlehem, and it was there that Mary's son Jesus was born. And now the town is forever associated with the birth of Jesus, the place that God's Son came into the world, and the place where Christmas began. I went to Bethlehem some years ago on a visit to the Holy Land. These days it's a town in the West Bank in Palestine, some six miles south of Jerusalem. It's still a small place. It's got about 25,000 people living there. Its main industry these days is tourism, when politics and Covid allow. The square in the middle of the town is called Manger Square and it's a a strange mixture of Middle Eastern buildings, food stalls and inflatable Santas. There's a mosque, there's a modern peace centre and one of the oldest churches you'll see anywhere called the Church of the Nativity. You can go inside that church through a tiny door. You can walk through the ancient church and then down some steps to a small grotto where there's a space on the floor that looks for all the world like a fireplace, but on the base of it is a silver star, and that is the exact place we're told that Jesus was born. And to be fair, that spot has been preserved from the earliest times, so the likelihood is that that is actually the place of the birth of Jesus. If you ever get a chance to go to Bethlehem, in these troubled times for that city politically, well, do go. It's intense and moving and deeply spiritual. Bethlehem is the obvious place to start, the letter B in our Christmas alphabet. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, where we do Christmas in alphabetical order. I'm Wayne, and today we're doing the letter B. B is for Boxing Day. Boxing Day is the day after Christmas, December the 26th, the second day of Christmas. Boxing Day is a big thing here in Britain. I know it's not really celebrated in the States, but it is in many countries in the world. It's a public holiday when most people have the day off work, unless you work in one of the shops that opens on Boxing Day, in which case it's a busy working day for you. If the day after Christmas falls on a weekend day then Britain has a public holiday on the first working day after Christmas. Boxing Day is just about my favourite part of Christmas. It's usually a day for recovering from the busyness of Christmas Day without too many obligations. And for us, it's often a family day. I have lots of memories of Boxing Day when I was a child. We always had the same food on Boxing Day my mum served up cold turkey with chips and pickles. And that was as much part of our tradition as the roast turkey and trimmings on Christmas Day. One of the British traditions of Boxing Day that's frankly disappeared over these last few years is the Boxing Day sales. This was the day the shops reopened after a whole day of being closed. And it was the day they discounted all the goodies that they didn't sell before Christmas. And it was normal to see people queuing outside the shops early on Boxing Day before they opened to get the best bargains on toys and household goods. These days we have Black Friday and we have online shopping and Boxing Day sales are largely a thing of the past. By the way, Boxing Day has nothing to do with boxing or people fighting each other, unless it was elbowing each other to the bargains, Uh, Boxing Day in history perhaps should be called Unboxing Day, because it goes back to the boxes that were kept for gifts from employers to their servants or suppliers. So, uh, back in 1710, for instance, the writer Jonathan Swift complained that Christmas was an expensive season. He wrote, I shall be undone here with Christmas boxes. Uh, As everyone he dealt with expected a generous contribution to their festive funds, the Christmas box was the, the gift that you gave to someone who helped you or served you or worked for you. And these Christmas boxes were traditionally opened on the day after Christmas when servants had the day off and became called Boxing Day. At least that's the tradition. There's actually not a lot of evidence for that. It was actually first called Boxing Day, uh, as we know it, in the 1830s, and was by then seen as a day to remember the poor. So it's also associated with the opening of poor boxes in churches, where money was given for the poor if each parish. So, some people say, actually, that's the reason it's called Boxing Day. We're not quite sure. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, where we do Christmas in alphabetical order. My name's Wayne, and today we're doing the letter B. B is for baubles. By baubles, I mean the glass decorations we hang on our Christmas tree. Glass baubles are an essential part of Christmas for many of us. You can have baubles that have special associations and connections. Do you have a favourite tree decoration that you've had since you were little? Or one that you got on holiday or given by a friend? Baubles tell stories and build up tales of Christmases gone by. The word baubles is sometimes taken to mean things of no value at all, but I think a lot of our Christmas baubles are of great sentimental value. I have baubles on my tree that go back to my childhood, that remind me of Christmas with my parents. I've got some baubles that come from Romania, given to us by some friends who lived for a while in that country. And I've got some baubles that I bought on a trip to Cologne in Germany that are special to me. All those baubles remind me of people and places and Christmases past. And I'm sure yours do as well. The glass bauble is a thing of beauty. It's a thing that has great craftsmanship in it. And it has a very specific origin. The bauble began in the town of Lauscher in Germany in the 1840s the same decade that gave us Christmas cards and very many other elements of the modern Christmas. The glassblower Hans Greiner started making delicate glass decorations shaped as fruits and nuts, and when these sold well, the spherical shape became more common as it was well easier and cheaper to make than uh, ones made to look like fruit. Soon these baubles were being hung on trees in Victorian England, enhancing the light of the real candles that were used at that time on trees. Then the popularity of baubles exploded when the American retailer F.W. Woolworth, he of Woolworth's shops of course, he started selling them in his shops in the 1880s. And Woolworth became rich on this one novelty product. The Christmas Bauble is what made Woolworths, Woolworths. B is for baubles, an essential part of Christmas. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. One more B for you before uh, our song for today. B is for bells. If you're releasing a song for Christmas and you want to make it sound all Christmassy, <laughs> there's one essential sound to include, and that's jingle bells, the sound of Christmas. Not jingle bells, the song, but the, the instrument, which is like a wooden handle with a strap on it, and on the strap you have these tiny little bells that ring. Uh, it's what all music producers add to songs to make them make us think of Christmas bells have been part of Christmas for centuries. The sound of church bells and pictures of bells on Christmas cards. Bells have always rung out to celebrate special occasions and bells are rung at Christmas to mark the birth of Jesus and just to make us feel good. One of the most famous is Black Tom, a bell in Dewsbury Minster in West Yorkshire, which is rung on Christmas Eve One ring for each year since the birth of Jesus. That's a lot of bell ringing. The song Silver Bells was written for Bob Hope in the film The Lemon Drop Kid in 1951 and was another big Christmas hit for Bing Crosby in a duet with Carol Richards. Other Christmas songs with bells in them are I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, based on a poem by Longfellow and the Carol of the Bells from Ukraine, and the theme song of this podcast. B is for Bells. Other bees we could have included. Things that didn't quite make it for this podcast. Well, there's Black Pete, that controversial Dutch companion to St Nicholas. There's the Boy Bishop, uh, a medieval British tradition of making a choir boy a bishop for the Christmas season. Uh, And I could have mentioned one of my favourite Christmas TV episodes from Blackadder. Look that up if you've not seen it. What Christmas letter B's would you have included in your Christmas alphabet? Do let me know. Our Christmas song for today, starting with the letter B, is a very traditional Christmas song it goes back a long way further than silver bells. It's the boar's head carol. The boar's head and hand bare I Be decked with bays and rosemary And I pray you my masters be merry Quotestis in convivio While you chuck into your Christmas turkey, you may be thankful that you're not eating a great big pig's head. The head of a boar, a big male pig, was at one time in England the dish of the day at Christmas, and this would be carried into the feast, roasted and ready to carve. The ceremony of bringing a cooked pig's head into a feast, though usually not to be eaten, continues to this day in a few places, notably Queen's College in Oxford, where it's accompanied by the singing of the Boar's Head Carol. This carol is one of the earliest of all Christmas songs. Though it's mostly about feasting and merrymaking, the version that's made it down through history was published in 1521 in the book *Christmas Carols*, collected together by the gloriously named Winkendewerder. <laughs> it's been recorded in more modern days by lots of people, by the Chieftains, the 16 Steel I Span, and everyone's favourite talking vegetables, VeggieTales. The traditional words of this feasting song go The boar's head, as I understand, is the brave. The boar's head, as I understand, is the rarest dish in all this land, which thus bedecked with a gay garland, let us servire cantico. That last bit slips into Latin and means, let us serve it with a song. In the best tradition of medieval drinking and feasting, the Boar's Head Carol sums up what the medieval Christmas was all about. If you had the money to celebrate, this was party time. The frosts of winter could be sent packing with some wassailing and some drinking of ale and eating of a pig's head. And a happy Christmas to you. (laughs) I'll stick to the turkey. That's it from me. Please subscribe to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Please get your friends to subscribe. Please share this new venture. All music on this podcast is in the public domain or used for review purposes. You can follow us on the social media at uh, Christmas Alpha Podcast on Facebook or at Christmas Alpha on Twitter or Christmas Alphabet on Instagram. Please give us a follow in whichever social place you prefer and let us know that you're part of our Christmas Alphabet community. There's also our little website, which is christmasalphabet.com, and you can send me a note by email. That's wayne at christmasalphabet.com. I'll be back in two weeks with our letter C, C for Christmas. And if you're following these as they're released, that will be in your feed on Christmas Eve. Please subscribe, please spread the word, thank you and have a happy and blessed Advent and Christmas.